Hey everyone, if you know me, you know that I've been investing in precious metals for many, many years. Once I realized that private banking cartels could drastically manipulate currencies, putting my family savings in jeopardy, I decided to take matters into my own hand and diversify our savings strategy. This is why I buy physical silver and gold and invest in metals through our Roth and 401k. And I only invest with Colonial Metals Group. CMG is the exclusive sponsor of The Shannon Joy Show, and they're helping me set up a safe and secure self-directed IRA where I have access to my assets no matter what the stock market or, for that matter, the government is doing. Let the team of experts at Colonial help you protect your family's future with an extra special offer just for the SJ audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver just for the SJ audience. Join me today and take back your power. Secure your wealth with Colonial Metals Group. Hello, world, and welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. We're broadcasting from the Joy Virtual Studio right here in the beautiful Finger Lakes region of New York State. Steve Kirsch is with us tonight in the Joy Virtual Studio, regular guest. I don't usually have you on two weeks in a row or every other week, Steve, but I had to bring you in this Thursday because of the fascinating conversation that you had with a radio uh, host out of New Zealand, which we're going to get to. It was amazing and a great story. But if you guys don't know Steve, he has been a regular on the show. He used to be a high-tech serial entrepreneur before he retired at age 64. And now he is fighting for truth and justice, ringing the, the alarm bell on the safety of the vaccine and all things COVID-19, the COVID, COVID tyranny that set in two and a half years ago. He founded the Vaccine Safety Research mm -hmm. Foundation and his Substack is stevekirsch.substack.com. It is a must follow. He is posting on everything. I was looking at your bio. I know you've been on the show for, you know, like over a year now, Steve, but I love this part of your bio on your Substack. Um, I have no conflicts of interest and I cannot be intimidated. They cannot take away my license to practice medicine because I'm not a doctor. I'm worse. I'm an engineer with two degrees from MIT and I have a lot of smart friends. And that really does encapsulate your philanthropist. You really have dedicated your life to um, speaking the truth on these vaccines, double vaccinated with Moderna. And uh, we're really thankful for what you're doing. How is everything going over on your Substack? I know that you're still not on Twitter yet, even though our friends Malone and uh, McCullough are. But how are things going over there with you? Uh, great. You know, I, um, we're getting more and more people switching sides um, every day. You know, I don't know of a single person who has been on our side in terms of saying that the vaccines are dangerous has switched to right. saying I was wrong. I looked at the data and I was wrong. Forgive me. They were right. Like, can you name one person no. who has gone the other way? No, I can't find a single person who regrets. I'm going to have to do a Substack article on that, you know, to ask, hey, has anybody heard of someone who went the other way? Not one. I mean, it's it's... And this is what I love about you. You understand the data so much, but you also have a 
a very interesting way of looking at kind of like the big picture, right? And just using common sense because you're absolutely right. I don't think that there's a single person, I haven't seen a single person who regrets not getting vaccinated. However, I've talked to so many people who have, it's tragic really, so many regrets about being jabbed, double jabbed, having their children get the jabs. And it truly is astounding. Especially right. now that all the data yeah. is coming out. Um, right. So the number of people that switch over to our side versus, you know, it's kind of like you can see the trend. Right. Because it's I just I can't think of anyone who has switched the other way. Well, and then we have converts I, I, every lots day. of people, as you said, it's it's lots of people one way. Right. Yeah. And I don't know how, how, how these guys think they're going to get away with it. The flow is going the wrong way. 100%. I mean, there's there. Dr. Asim Malhatra is a good example of one of the most recent highest profile converts. I mean, he was on British television ad nauseum promoting the vaccines. He was double vaccinated. His father was vaccinated and he died tragically. He had a tragic situation with his father and it was almost like a 24 hour type conversion. I mean, talk about being red pilled. He completely did a 180. And was he recently, was he, was he with us last week at the Ron Johnson hearing in Washington, DC? No, okay. no, I, I don't think he made that. Yeah. But it does seem fast and furious. Last week, we started out seven hours of inane testimony from Dr. Anthony Fauci, which I mean, to listen to that testimony, you have to come away thinking this guy doesn't know anything about anything. He forgot. He can't remember. He doesn't know. He's confused. He doesn't know how to pronounce Chinese names. He doesn't remember meeting this person or sending that email. I mean, that was the extent of the seven hours, right? And then we had the testimony from Ron Johnson. Then we have Ron DeSantis with his roundtable yesterday. And it, it seems like just a tsunami of information now crashing into the United States of America. Are you seeing in your circles like, like people changing their minds quickly? No. Uh, I'm not. Um, I think it happens slowly and it happens privately and they don't want to admit it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not seeing like this. Uh, yeah. Three friends called me today and, and said that they're, they're, they're switching over. I think yeah. what happens is they just become more hesitant. Right. Take right. The next they're not going to admit it. Yeah. I've had a couple right. though. I've had a few. Right. They go, they go from, you know, totally believing the Kool-Aid to, yeah, maybe I, I don't need that, that next shot. And you then know. a month later, they're like, I always knew the vaccines were toxic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see people slowly shifting. Yeah. Let's put it yeah. that way. I, I see people who, who uh, were gung-ho and thinking I'm a nutcase to, hmm, I, I don't, I don't want to get any more of Max. Maybe this guy was right. You know, no, that's, listen that's pretty much what, what happens. Well, let's talk about this. Let's go right into, there are a lot of topics I want to hit with you tonight. Uh, a lot of news of the day that I want to get your opinion on. But I do want to start with the reason I am fascinated by the 36-minute interview that you did on the platform with a fellow named Sean Plunkett. 
He is a New Zealand a New Zealand broadcaster, and we know that New Zealand, very similarly to Australia, is one of the most severe lockdown countries. It is apparently a wholly owned subsidiary of Pfizer and Moderna and Pharma in general. They have purchased every elected official, it seems, but they were locking down. They were masking. I think something like 99% of the population, a huge pr- proportion is quote unquote vaccinated or fully vaccinated. This Sean Plunkett, Plunkett fellow is a pro-vaxxer to the max, okay? Somehow, and I don't, are you just, are you just out there in California listening to radio broadcasts across the globe? Like, <laughs> No, I went, um, my, uh, one of my daughters attended the university of Sydney. Okay. So we went to, uh, Australia to pick her up and take her home uh, with us. You know, my wife is basically an excuse to, to visit Australia. And, uh, so we toured, uh, uh, Sydney and then, uh, we flew to New Zealand and then, uh, uh, toured, uh, New Zealand uh, with the family. So the whole family uh, got together and. We were there, and I thought, "Hey, w- while I'm there, you know, um, what what happened was I wasn't planning to to do uh, anything vaccine related, but um, a guy recognized me at the restaurant, and a guy recognized me at the the, the airport. But the guy at the the restaurant wow. in in uh, in New Zealand, um, I I asked him, "Hey, you know, is there anyone I should be talking to?" And so he connected me with the locals, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they said, "Oh, you should try and get on the platform." And then I tried that, and the 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 guy, um, the producer, got back to me and said, "Well, he doesn't want to talk to you because he doesn't want to have anybody question his beliefs." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the way f- the free speech platform in uh, New Zealand works. You well, know, let it's me like, let me tell you, you this. To- well, okay. well, so then I I tried again, and and they said, "Hey, we can maybe get you on Sean's show because he's the." Uh, he's the founder, so uh, he's more courageous. And uh, and the producer said, yeah, you can call in any time from 9 a.m. on it. So he called in and I told the producer who I was and he got me right on the show. And then uh, Sean, uh, Sean was prepared, of course. Yeah. And so he's like, he's got his hit list of ad hominem attacks that, that he's going to go after. And any time I said, so Sean, where's the data? He'll switch topics to the ad hominem attack. It was... Um, I mean, that's the way I remember it. I mean, what was that your perception as well? That any time I asked for the data, it would be a new ad hominem attack that wasn't related at all to my question. Oh, 100%. This was, this was a case study. If you take a class in fallacies and in rhetoric and in debate, I mean, he used every literary or oratorical fallacy you could ever imagine from the ad hominem. So, I mean, it was, it was a case study and one of the reasons I was interested in this, I, I don't know if you know this, but from my perspective as a girl who's been reporting on vaccine injury and vaccine safety for over seven years, Steve, okay? And I am telling you, there are no debates. Debates on vaccine safety, they do not happen ever, 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 ever. The last debate, there was one, and you would really be interested in this one. There was one debate that like blew my mind about a year and a half ago between um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Alan Dershowitz. And Dershowitz. I don't know if that's still. I don't know if that's still up. Yeah, it's that there. was that was so good that I played it on my radio program about a year and a half oh, ago. Wow. 
But I was astounded by that one when that happened. So the idea that you got in. Well, but it happened because Bobby Kennedy's been trying to get a debate on vaccine safety for 20 years. Alan Dershowitz is a friend of Bobby. So Alan did it as a favor to Bobby to accept his request because nobody in the medical community would debate Bobby Kennedy. Isn't that amazing? It's um, and nobody in the world. Well, and here's the other thing that makes you fascinating. I think you're up, you're up there with Ed Dowd. He's another one of my favorites as like one of the most fascinating people on the face of the planet, right? You have been putting up million dollar bounties, $2 million bounties, name your price bounties for individuals where you'll donate to their organization. You'll donate to their institution to sit in a room with a couple microphones and have a discussion about vaccine safety. And no one has taken you up on that. It's astounding to me for, you know, anyone listening to the sound of our voices tonight, that's all the proof that you need that something is very wrong, that there's a cover up going on. Well, well, Shannon, you know, we need to hear from both sides, but they won't say why they're not accepting my offers. Now, to to be fair, the million dollar offers for four hours was only to people who were on the CDC uh, or uh, FDA outside committees, because those are the most important people to discredit. Now, there are people like Debunk Defunk, um, whose name is uh, 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 Debunk Wilson. the Funk. It's not Debunk yeah, Defunk. Debunk. <laughs> it's Debunk the Funk. <laughs> Yeah, um, Dr. Wilson, and he um, he thought that if he talked to me in a private conversation for, I don't know, maybe it was an hour or two hours, that I would pay him a million bucks. And he actually went and said, and I didn't get the million dollars. Well, I never offered him a million dollars. And yeah. so this is, you know, so these these guys who are claiming to debunk us are blind to people. And um, and I sent him a message saying, you know, where did I offer you a million bucks? And hey, if I'm welching on my um, or if I'm uh, uh, in breach of contract, why didn't you sue me? Please show me the contract. Buddy. Show me the show me the contract. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you name, who don't know, Steve Kirsch is also uh, the single worst purveyor of misinformation and disinformation on the face of the planet, according to Google. Let's see. Okay, goodness, Steve, you're on camera and in print several places. Um, how, okay, so it's fascinating. Um, really? I mean, um, so this show is. Me. You're so funny. Just He's emailing right now, just so you guys know. Right in the middle of the cases. broadcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what he does. So what happened with Sean Plunkett, though? So he he agreed. The, the latest, I thought, was that he agreed to come into another forum and try this again. Because really, I want to encourage all of you guys to go to uh, Steve's uh, Substack. It's stevekirsch.substack.com. And listen to the full 36 minutes, because you will see it is one ad hominem after another. It is deflect. It is distract. It is introduce a new, I mean, you can see this guy flailing 
He cannot defend his position. He cannot even offer any type of, of counter data or counter information. And it literally is, you are crazy. You're a whack job. You're a nut job. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're egotistical. He called, he called you. He's like, this is just for your own ego. And you're yeah, doing well, this. Well, you know, I should probably have, have just said, okay, Sean, you're right. You're right. You know, you're right. You're right. But the problem exactly. is that the data shows, you know, right. I'm all those evil things that you say. In fact, let's not even get it. Let's not even make that a debate topic because frankly, it doesn't matter to anybody whether I'm, you know, a bad person or not. What matters is the data. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's probably, you know, if I'd been a little bit more calm, I would have said, what it's okay if i had been on i'd be like why are you so mean what is wrong with you you're vicious well because it's the only way that they can uh discredit me yeah right it's the 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 ad hominem attacks are all about discrediting the source because when you can't argue about the data you have to attack the person right right all right we're talking to steve kirsch he is like i said single worst purveyor of misinformation and disinformation on the face of the planet. That's what Google says, but we know it isn't true. So much good information uh, on his Substack. You can find him on Getter as well. His ha- handle is at ST Kirsch, ST Kirsch. When we come back, we're going to talk about Twitter because our buddies, they're out of jail. They got out of jail free, but Daniel Horowitz, Naomi Wolf, Steve Kirsch, myself, and a whole host of others still continue to languish in purgatory waiting to get our accounts back. We're going to talk about what's going on, what's happening with Elon Musk. Uh, he really has become the center of the storm in a whole host of areas, um, even weighing in recently on vaccines. So we're going to get Steve's opinion on all of that when we come back in a moment on the Shannon Joy Show. Welcome back to the Shannon Joy Show. Tonight, Steve Kirsch joins us in the Joy the Joy Virtual Studio getting marble mouth here. Uh, you can find him on Substack, stevekirsch.substack.com. Some of the best data, the best information. He's been telling the truth about uh, the problems with these vaccines from the very beginning. We're very thankful for that. Steve, you are continuing with the permanent suspension on Twitter. We had really great news earlier this week, the reinstatement of Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough on Twitter, which is very important because I do think that Twitter is the platform. It is the the venue, the place where we are seeing this battle for free speech play out. This has made Elon Musk a critical figure in potentially the history of the United States of America in opening up that debate again and allowing free speech. I'm always careful with my audience. Uh, we don't worship saviors here. We don't do idol worship. You know, I don't think Elon Musk is going to you know, he's not Jesus Christ, neither is Ron DeSantis. Like they're good people. And some of the things that they do, I think are good for free speech. And that was one of them. But where are you right now? You are still in in um, permanent suspension along with a few others that I mentioned in the last segment. What's going on with that? Does he know about this? Is he just trying to roll this out slowly? Is there really a process that they're going through that you know of? What are your thoughts on um, the full opening of Twitter? And when that will happen? Yeah, um, nobody knows. Uh, you know, I talked to uh, some people that have met with with Elon, and uh, Elon is concerned about 
censorship and and free speech and investigating uh, what's going on. And uh, so this person who I talked to, uh, who I'm not going to reveal since I don't want to jeopardize anyone's relationships. Mm. Um, he said that, uh, yeah, I met he that he and Elon uh, were in a room together for an hour, and they just chatted. And Elon is interested in uh, free speech, and he thinks that free speech is really important. And I think that's just great. Thanks for listening to the Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. As you all know, the Joy family is super sporty. We all play volleyball. The kids are playing beach volleyball in the summer, high school volleyball in the fall. And right now we are traveling across the country almost every weekend, different city every weekend, playing club volleyball. And uh, the kids need good nutrition. Very difficult to be healthy on the road. Sometimes they're playing, you know, up to five games a day, 10 games in a weekend, and they need the vitamins and minerals. They need the nutrition. And I'm so thrilled to partner up with Field of Greens so that they can get all of the vitamins and the nutrients and the nutrition that they need to supplement their regular diet and keep them full of energy and healthy on the court. Also, healing after these long tournaments is really important. And the product line over at Field of Greens is fantastic. It is an easy way to make sure that your family is getting the nutrients that they need all natural every single day. Go to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And plug in the promo code Shannon. You can check out their whole lineup of products. And if you put in that promo code Shannon, you'll get 15% off your order. So we're super excited to partner up with them and looking forward to a super healthy, super healthy 2023. Okay. So maybe down the line, it just doesn't make any sense to me. To me, it's like easy. If, you know, as long as you're not, I don't know, involved in weapons trading or trafficking or making threats or, you know, you know, just open it up. But it seems that they're going through this process and supposedly we just have to wait. So you're just, you know, we just got to wait and hope. I mean, when will you get to the point where you're like, okay, this is BS. Come on now. Or will you? <laughs> um. Well, no, I, I, you know, look, I think that uh, Elon legitimately wants to do the right thing. He wants okay. to uh, help uh, where he can. And, you know, look, he could take uh, his his billions and buy an island somewhere and okay. uh, focus on space. Um, but, you know, he's doing all this stuff to help humanity. And, you know, he didn't need to buy Twitter. Okay. Right? I mean, like, he could have uh, <laughs> bought lots of things. Okay. Uh, but he bought Twitter because he saw uh, speech as a problem. And so he bought Twitter as a uh, because he wanted to make a um, a very powerful uh, free speech uh, uh, platform because mm. you know the trouble that we've gotten into here is because speech has been censored right. and as uh, Jay Bhattacharya eloquently pointed out at the uh, um, Round at the event with, uh, uh, yeah, with uh, Governor DeSantis, is that uh, you can get scientific consensus when you censor the people who disagree. Absolutely. Right? And is that's that, why we're in this. Is mess. that really the way you want? Is that yeah. really the way science works? 
is that we get the way to get scientific consensus in America today is to censor the people who disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem there that you go. They're, that's they're... that's the new science, folks. Well, welcome, well unless we welcome can stop to the it. new age, you know. Right. And it, right. you know, in Thailand, if you speak against the monarchy, you can be put in jail for 15 years. And so there's there's an opposition leader who spoke uh, up against the Thailand king saying that there's a conflict of interest with the vaccine program. And uh, so they're charging him uh, with multiple counts, and he could face up to 20 years in prison for speaking up against uh, the monarchy. I mean, that's astonishing. It is. Now, it's kind of like we're getting there in the United States. We're, we're like moving in that direction because it's like, Hey, in California, we're going to take away your medical license unless you agree with the medical consensus, whether it's right or wrong, you know, and that's truly, you know, that's like the first step. We're going to take away something that uh, your livelihood basically now. um, That's a lot. That's a law. Well, I can relate. I mean, we look at, I've, I've reported often and uh, resource Julie Kelly, if you want some of the best reporting on this, but the January 6 prisoners, Steve, is one of the most astounding things I think I've ever witnessed as a journalist. We have hundreds of American citizens rotting underground in these, you know, secret prisons in Washington, DC, some of them for the crime of, of, trespass at the Capitol on January 6th, the conditions that they live, they've lived in. Some of them have died in this prison. They are, they have been denied, you know, um, representation. It's astonishing, astonishing to witness what is happening in our own country. And I think that's why what you're doing as an independent, I mean, honestly, you are supposed to be retired, but you now have emerged as an independent researcher and journalist um, second career for you. This is why a lot of us continue to do this because we see the writing on the wall. We know what time it is here in the U S and I think a lot of us see that the time is, is short. So I, I do, I am, I am glad that Elon is, is opening this up on Twitter. I'm just curious about the system. I'm curious about the rollout, you know, the fact that Malone and McCullough together were both let out at the same time. I'm like, what's the hierarchy there? Like, when does he, when does that decision making happen, making happen? And is he even involved in it? So I'm just kind of interested in like kind of the inner workings of, of that. But um, I do think I'm confident that we're going to get back on. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody knows. Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch. We're going to go to break real quick. When we come back, I want to talk about, we mentioned uh, the awakening, people being red-pilled, waking up, the the consensus shifting. And I do, since the Ron DeSantis roundtable, Steve, I have sensed a shift. I think we are approaching a tipping point. I know I've been saying this for a long time. I am an eternal optimist. And you have to be or else you'd put your head in the oven in these times because they're very dark times. So you have to you have to look to the future. But I do think that that we are reaching a tipping point of awareness. And for the first time, we are seeing the words vaccine injury 
and vaccine related death on platforms that we've never seen them on before. And that happened earlier this week with the Ron DeSantis roundtable. Truly extraordinary, historic, doesn't ever happen. And so that I believe will begin to penetrate other administrations, governorships throughout the country. But even Elon Musk has tweeted out some new reservations or skepticism regarding the vaccines. We'll talk about that and more when we come back tonight on the Shannon Joy Show. I am beginning to anticipate in the near future, Steve Kirsch joins us tonight on the show, stevekirsch.substack.com, stevekirsch.substack.com. A, a new awareness, Steve, we talk about our neighbors and our friends who do seem to be waking up slowly. It is not this huge aha moment where they come out and say, we were wrong about everything. I don't think that, I don't think that we can expect that to happen, but I am sensing a new um, cautiousness from friends, a new willingness to accept that maybe we were lied to, maybe something is wrong. And this is going to begin to open the door for a lot of people, I think, Steve, to have a lot of questions. And then as a nation, we're going to have to grapple with the reality of what our government did to us. And I think that's going to come down the line as long as we can continue to push out this uh, this truth speech, if we can continue to you know hold the line and continue to push back. And some of that began on Twitter, speaking of Elon Musk, with a tweet exchange where he acknowledged that he now has some reservations about these COVID vaccines. What do you make of that? Thanks for listening to The Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, I am so psyched to be working with the folks over at Colonial Metals Group. You guys know that I am all about personal empowerment, never living in fear or waiting for some politician to save you. Being at the whim of the stock market or the current administration does not make me feel safe or secure, but having a self-directed IRA where I can safely store physical gold and silver assets that have stood the test of time makes a lot of sense to me. Let the team of experts at CMG help you protect your family's future. Maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're already in a 401k or an IRA, or maybe you're thinking about your parents' retirement. Regardless of your situation, Colonial Metals Group can help. We put together a special offer for this audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver. Don't sit around waiting for a politician to save you. Save yourself, protect your wealth, and call Colonial Metals Group today. Um, well, <laughs> the truth is hard to, hard to, to hide, mm. you know, eventually everybody figures it out. And, uh, Elon has, um, had, uh, some, uh, himself, uh, when he got boosted, uh, he said he was, he was knocked out for like three days. Mm. So he's got personal experience and usually personal experience will, Trump, um, that to use the generic term, Trump, right. um, uh, the any kind of brainwashing. So people um, 
tell you the vaccine is safe and effective and uh, all your family members die after getting the vaccine, you tend to believe that the vaccine might be dangerous as opposed to what they've been telling you, even though they're the authorities. So uh, a lot, you can see this in the numbers uh, because the, the big numbers, right, are that fewer and fewer and fewer people are getting the next vaccine. And look at the numbers in Israel. It's only like 2.4%. Um, so you're talking vaccinated. about the boosters? The boost? In, the, in, the in, in Israel, boosters. the latest, the latest uh, uh, vaccine. You're, uh, you know, when you look at the number of people who are fully vaccinated in Israel now, it's down to 2.4%. Now, how can that be? These vaccines are great and everybody knows they're great. So why is it only 2.4% adoption in Israel? What do you think pharma is going to do about that? I know a lot of people have a bit of angst and anxiety over this, you know, the scary part of people really beginning to wake up. And this is a mass awakening. If you only have 2.5% uptake of the vax of the boosters, despite all of the marketing and advertising and pressure and coercion from the government institutions, yet the people are saying, no, that's really meaningful. Like that's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah, they're going to so, double down. So they're going to okay. double down. They're going to double go. down. Like talk to me about this because this is what yeah. people I think need to be prepared for. Is it going to be yeah. an economic thing? Is it going to be another, another virus? Like, what do you, I don't know. Imagine? You know, it's like, we got this triple, you know, it, the people are said, Oh, Hey, the CDC has told uh, people, uh, it's coming. Hey, we're going to be doing the mass guidance again because we got this triple threat coming. Now, RSV, so sh- blue, sh- you know, so it's going to be more, it's going to be, you, you better get your booster, you know, because the hospitals are filling up and mm-hmm. we don't want you to be hospitalized and the boosters will protect you. And it'll mm-hmm. be, it's just more and more of this fear. It's like you, when people are seeing it's not working, the government has to double down on the message because they can't be caught admitting that they were wrong. It mm. just uh, never happens. This is like, why the cover-up is always autism. worse than crime. Huh? This is why the cover-up is always worse than the crime. Yeah. Because yeah, the, the, it, the atrocities will dwarf. I mean, but all of it is to cover up the atrocities that they've already committed. Yeah. And we're in this yeah. vicious cycle. Yeah. And, and you know, it's going to last for decades. I mean, you know, as history is a guide, you know, it's, it's like the autism. They buried all the autism stuff forever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever th- that people are ever going to figure out or the uh, I don't think the authorities are ever going to admit. OK, <laughs> yeah, we know we know. But, you know, See, it I was think it's uh, too coming. embarrassing. I think it's coming. I think it's going to be like big tobacco. I I, I sure hope so. You know, you, you know, there is some, there is a good success example. Like, see, cigarette smoking is a, is a perfect example. Okay, right. now we went from doctors saying, "Hey, and um, more doctors choose Camel," <laughs> you know, than any other. You know, it's the doctor's favorite brand it's of cigarette is great Camel. for pregnant women because it relaxes them through pregnancy. Really? Is is that what the promotions there were? There are ads. Are you making that there, up? Or I they, am they not were... making it up in the Smoking AMA. Was, yeah. American the AMA was saying it was good for pregnant women. I'm I'm almost positive. I see I've seen those ads. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, so, so so here they are. And 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 here we are now. And do people hold them accountable today for what happened? 
back then and how people were misled and told to do stuff that is yeah. unhealthy and killing them. Oh. No, it's like, of course I trust the AMA. I yeah. mean, it's so they're ridiculous. Gonna, yeah, they're going to try to spin it. My <laughs> grandmother, that. my grandmother told me a hilarious story. She is deceased now, but I absolutely loved her. When she was pregnant, she said there were these wards of all these pregnant women giving birth. They'd go into delivery and they, she's like, it was like there were plumes of smoke. Every, the hospital beds had built into them ashtrays. And the women would smoke and be in labor and smoke and be in labor. And the whole place was just completely filled with cigarette smoke while these ladies were giving their babies. And that's, wow. you know, and that was the, that was what, so the, when we come back speaking of, so go wow. ahead, let me, I know, I know. Yeah. Never heard but, that. But you do though have, so the doctors How weren't held we accountable and the American medical association wasn't held accountable, but the tobacco, the tobacco companies were in a sense. Um, so I do think, and I think it's going to be even more so with the, because so many people have been injured and so many people have been hurt. I don't think that they're going to be able to spin this, but I do think to your point that they are going to double down. And what that looks like, I think is a little scary. I have a headline here from the, um, uh, millennial post and no, it's not, that's not it. It's actually, um, thread Irish. And this is a write-up on Event 202, the sequel, and it's happening, and it already happened. If you remember Event 201, Bill Gates, World Health Organization, they are already simulating a new massive, they call it the yeah. catastrophic contagion event. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's uh, you know, SARS-CoV-2 returns, um, but it's more deadly this time. All the same players all the king's horses and all the king's men. Yeah, because they did such a great job the last time on the on this pandemic. They did such a great job. Look, they they completely destroyed the economy on something that is super mild and could have been treated with repurposed drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't have been amazing had they said, okay, um, let's try repurposed drugs. Oh, they work. Oh, great. No lockdowns required. No vaccination required. Uh, no masking, no social distancing, um, none of this stuff, right? None of this stuff was required or necessary or even the right thing to do. What they did is they did all the wrong things and they didn't do any of the right things, right? Had they done one thing right, they, didn't they do wouldn't anything have done right. anything else. Okay. I mean, so it, then, it's so. Oh, all right. So that leads me to my next question, which we're going to do in the yeah. final segment of the show is this okay steve we're talking about you're a very smart guy two degrees from mit you're in silicon valley you've done startups you're a big tech guy data guy you've made your way in the world right um you know people like this the bill gateses and the anthony fauci's these people have stacks of degrees they have connections everywhere they are enormously wealthy they know everything. They have access to so much data. They, so the question I think in everyone's mind, it's, it, it, is this willful? I mean, are they just that stupid? Is it that much hubris? Is this one big mistake? Or as other people are saying, is there a plan? Is is there a reason yeah. for this? Is Well, let, I want to hear your thoughts on that when we come back, because we got to go to break. Right. This is, you know, there's a lot of debate on this and I think it'll be All interesting. Right. What you have to say. We'll be back in a moment on the Shannon Joy Show. Welcome back to the final segment of the Shannon Joy Show. I'm going to put on my my Joe Rogan hat. Okay, Joe Rogan has 
has really coined, and it's not coined is not the right word, but perfected the perfect line of questioning. And this is what he does. <laughs> but why? But why? But why? He just asks why over and over and over. And it's it's actually very fascinating. But Steve Kirsch joins me in the Joy Virtual Studio tonight. Um, and the question is why? We are now approaching three years of, of devastating impact of not COVID-19, but the policies that were put in place by very smart people, very powerful mm. people, very moneyed people, not just in yeah. the United States of America, but across the globe. Okay. They're, they're cratering our economy. They're destroying our farmland. Bill Gates is buying, you know, buying up farmland, seed banks all over the U S it's crazy, right? They made every wrong decision mm -hmm. on the face of the planet to the point where it's yeah. absurd, to the point of absurdity. Why don't you double yep. mask with a Yeah, the, it's not getting any better. How and why? What is your best thesis on this? Because I know it's like, there is there a plan or are they just completely stupid? And it's just like this big fat accident with devastation. Yeah, it's, tr it's trust and authority and the willful blindness that comes along with not liking to admit that you were wrong. Okay. Sa save your face. Right. And so when you believe something, you don't want to go and listen to the other side. And this is a very common in mm. people. You know, I, I uh, was talking to this, uh, uh, to a, uh, I'm not sure I can call him a friend anymore, but uh -oh. uh, uh, Eric Hahn at uh at a party and i and i said uh, he asked me you know what i was doing and i said you know i'm, I'm spreading misinformation about the vaccine saying that they're unsafe <laughs> you know I'm, I'm honest about it and he said well i don't want to talk you know he basically said i don't want to talk to you but and i said you want to talk about it he said no no i don't want to talk to you and he walked away and um it's like people he's and 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 but before he did that he said it'd be like uh if you had come to me and said that that the moon is made of Swiss cheese. Mm. And he said, if I came to you and I, and I told you, Steve, that I thought the moon was made of Swiss cheese, would you have a conversation with me? Hmm. This is exactly, and I thank him for that because this mm. is exactly how people are thinking about people like me. And, you know, credit to him for, for saying it to my face, it's basically you're a nutcase. And why would I talk to someone who's a nutcase? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so he, when he asked me the question, you know, if I said, it, and I told him, I said, Eric, look, you're a smart guy. If you think the moon is made of Swiss cheese, I would love to hear your evidence. Me too. That's the point. So that's my question. No. Why? So why that's the, that, that's the difference. Yeah. That, that's the, but, but this smart fellow why is it so scary for him to hear an alternate view? Like where, how did he get to that place as a, as a, you know, a very affluent, educated, successful person? Because, here? Yeah, because, be because he has trust and authority. You're trained. You are trained. But who's training? Say, well, the, uh, the sources, the mainstream news, the uh, scientific journals, the, medical doctors, you know, all of these authorities are drumming into you 
the the belief that the vaccines are safe and effective. And you're hearing it from all sources. You're hearing it from the CDC. You're hearing it from politicians. You're hearing it from um, your uh, local community. You're hearing it from your friends. You're hearing it on CNN. Um, You're hearing it from everywhere that the vaccines are safe and effective. So someone walks up to you and says, hey, you know, you know, so so it'd be like here, Shannon. Okay. Let's take an example. Suppose I told you the moonshot was faked. They really didn't go, you know. So Heard it's, it it's like that. I mean, yeah. it's, that, that's a perfect example. They faked the moonshot. Okay. So how many people are going? You know, this is actually an interesting test. Yeah. Because I bet you that anyone who refuses to listen to the evidence for how they faked the moonshot would be the same people who believe in the vax. I'm almost like, I bet you there's like a 99% correlation. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're not willing to question your belief system, Mm. you believe you will believe in the vax or whatever it is. We will not be able to to, to change you off of that. So because you basically don't want to have the embarrassment of the cognitive dissonance of not wanting to question your, what you have been led to believe. Yeah. Because that would be too embarrassing that you got it wrong. Right. Here's where it's- I here's where I would just maybe push back a little bit because I think sometimes because we have been so conditioned to not want to be called a conspiracy theorist, that has become in the past 30 years of a pejorative. It has been, and you were called a conspiracy theorist. It's used as an ad hominem to to uh actually drive people away from the truth or convince people that the person who is making the 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 argument based on facts is just crazy. And so I think that there is this kind of knee-jerk um, reaction from a lot of us that we don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist. But I think that and that sometimes keep, keeps us from seeing when there is clearly a plan. And as a marketing expert, I've been in marketing and advertising for 23 years. I've worked for Coke, Subway, McDonald's, I've done billboards, radio, television, you name it. Um, When you say safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, and I see all of the different platforms and all of the copywriting and all of the copy points that are pushed out, I mean, every radar goes off in my mind. That is a plan. Like that is put in place. It is distributed through trusted sources at the local level, the national level, and in terms of COVID-19 at the global level, like there certainly is something there. I'm not saying that it's like this grand that everybody's in on it and there's like a a maniacal monster in an evil castle twisting his mustache and, you know, that that's not what I'm saying. But I'm also saying, you know what, like, like if you have people who are rich enough and egotistical enough and powerful enough who really believe this, this and this and really believe that that if they take these actions, they can, I don't know, usher us into the 21st century and and create a utopia because they have that big of a God complex. I I don't think that we can just discount that because, I mean, we see the way they talk. They're nuts. Some of these people, they're crazy. The Mm -hmm. Klaus Schwab's and the gurus and the people over at the WEF. Yeah. Yeah. Am I off there? Or like, what are you, I mean, no, yes. Um, You know, there's, um, there are a lot of people out there that are, um, I think, you know, I think they're probably legitimately trying to do the right thing. Yes. Now, what are, are 
uh, is Klaus Schwab in that category or, or not? You know, it's hard to know without having a smoking gun on this. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at it ostensibly, he, he's like, you know, trying to do the right thing for the world. And he's convincing all these world leaders that all of this is good, good for you. And we should have, you know, um, move to centralized control here. So it's good for the world. And right. it's good. You know, you'd be good leaders for doing this and so forth. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm, he probably... Um, truly believes that you know well, and, yeah, I, and i would, think that bill say, gates yeah. you know bill gates has been uh, saying that hey you know we need to reduce population and he talks about um uh educating you know educating women is one way to uh reduce the number of of births and yeah. a vaccination uh if you have vaccination so fewer people die then um and I'm not saying that vaccination actually works, but I'm just saying right. what the beliefs are. The beliefs are that his premise was that in third world countries, uh, women had so it, many it, babies because so many of them died. So if you correct, vaccinated, the correct, kids, correct. If you vaccinate, then then right. then, then right. they'll have fewer babies, right. right? And we won't have an, um, a population problem. And and so that's what he meant. He didn't mean that we're going to poison the vaccine and kill people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no evidence that yeah. that that was the intent. Right. But they clearly don't care if they kill people. I, they clearly don't care if because we've seen the data. We, you know, yeah, we, they, yeah, the data. No, so they, yeah, to yeah. them, I think yeah. it's Bill, Bill like Gates isn't calling error. me up saying he'll debate yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, really? I would have to probably pay him more than a million dollars. Well, do yeah, that. I don't know if that's going to that would <laughs> not be a meaningful. You know what this reminds it. me of? There was a there was a famous clip of a British um health official like 15 years ago and she was on a some kind of morning show and she was talking about um a, abortion and how we had to abort we had to test for prenatal deficiencies and disabilities because these poor babies and then abort them if you know and one of the women was like well what about you know an infant that is disabled and they're just born and she's like the kindest gentlest most benevolent thing to do would be to smother the baby with a pillow because why on earth would you want a baby with a deformity or a baby with a health defect uh, to live? That would be life for them would be terrible. So it's almost this weird kind of like it's just strange. And I think it's, this is why people call it a weird kind of death cult. Like like in order to save the planet, we have to not really care about. I mean, when you think of the scope of what we've done to human reproduction and for fertility what we see the data with these vaccines and the number of people like and they don't care i could be convinced that bill gates and klaus schwab were trying to be benevolent and maybe their plans went awry if they like somehow took responsibility and said we have to stop this we have to fix this we have to you know but they're just doubling down so then i'm like well then you don't care you just don't care you're rich and narcissistic and you have a god complex this is just my perspective and I think a lot of these fellows look at us like um, cockroaches. We're just kind of, there are billions of us and they're not really in our circles and they just don't really care. I mean, am, am I way off on that? That's the, the sense that I get sometimes with the people who run things these days. Um, you know, I think that they care, but they're not looking at, they're, they're surrounded by people who are goofballs. You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. Biden, like, yeah. I mean, I don't think Biden wants to kill people, but a she's jaw is a nutcase. I mean, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be, you know, throwing around ad hominem attacks, but 
but it's like it is hard to you know yeah. he's like not looking at the science you know i'd love to to uh to have him in a, a debate um it's the men uh, behind the men yeah joe biden doesn't know what day it is poor thing poor thing he uh but i i do agree that that yuval harari has emerged they call him the guru did you know that that guy is nuts he is he's a transhumanist whack job and he's all over he's whispering in the ear of all these global leaders and he's like a look him up he's like a cult leader that guy is is really creepy really creepy the things that he says he's basically like humans don't have a soul we're just machines let's hack your brain <laughs> yeah Okay. Did you think we we're going to get this deep on the show today, Steve? No, I'm I am really interested. I'm glad to hear your perspective because I think this is an important discussion because people are trying to grapple with why, the why. And if if we can't grasp the why, then it's really hard to convince people of of what is actually going on. And I think that it's something that we need to kind of discuss and is important in a safe in a safe in a safe place, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I would, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd love to have a, just a nice frank discussion. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you being with me. We're running out of time. And um, what are you real quick? Like let people know kind of, what are you excited about? What are you working on? What do you have in the, in the pipeline in terms of your research? Because as I mentioned, um, the research is fantastic. The data that you provide on a regular basis through your platforms is, is unbelievable. What is interesting to you right now as we close out the show? You know, it's just that people, you know, it's, it's the pinned article on my Substack which okay. says that why can't we talk about it? And I list about 85 issues that we should be talking about and resolve. And I can't get anyone to talk about any of them. And that should be really concerning to people. Right. What is so scary about discussing these issues and these topics? And oh, people, yeah. yeah, that's a clue. Yeah. 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 It's a clue, right? It's absolutely clue. <laughs> what have they got to hide? You know, it's, it's people have, you know, it's like they don't want people to know the truth. This is why I can't get a debate. I mean, look, we, there are all these misinformation spreaders mm -hmm. and, they everybody says that misinformation is costing lives. Why don't they? The only way to stop the misinformation is to discredit them. Mm -hmm. And so why won't why won't why won't they try to do that? Is the big because they can't. And I know, right? I know. Well, you know, I appreciate your diligence, your dogged pursuit of the debate is a sight to behold, and I love watching all of it. Again, I uh, really want to encourage you guys to listen. If you want a lesson in fallacies, uh, rhetorical and debate fallacies, listen to the interview, uh, the debate between Steve Kirsch and Sean Plunkett of the platform in New Zealand. It was fascinating. You can find it on Steve's Substack, stevekirsch.substack.com. Thank you all so much for listening. And Steve, thank you for being with me again today on the show. My pleasure. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, guys, and do it all again right here on the channel. Hey everyone, Shannon Joy for Connecta Mobile. So when I started my show 10 years ago, I would talk to my friends about privacy and the Fourth Amendment, and they would look at me like I had three heads. Now, fast forward to 2024, 
post COVID and everyone is talking about privacy. We are freaked out by AI, grossed out by government surveillance and very aware that data is the new gold. Combine that with the new reality that your whole life and all of your data is on your phone and in the palm of your hands, making you a sitting duck for common hackers, corporate hustlers, or government spies. Are you going to let them get away with that? Well, I'm not. And that's why I use my Connecta mobile phone as the official business phone for Joy Media. That's because Connecta is the only phone company that specializes in security and privacy above all else. Call Connecta Mobile today and talk to a real person who lives in the United States about securing your devices and communications for as little as $35 a month. Their basic plan includes device encryption, encrypted text, and data, also a free phone. That's just the beginning. Call 941-246-2156 to talk to a representative. That's 941-246-2156. Or go to phone123.com slash joy today. That's phone123.com slash joy. Get securely connected today only with Connecta.